Well said. Thanks. Look at you. Oh, I know. You belong on a podcast. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> we are on video. Got, we are on video, wanna, right? Yeah. Do you want to <laughs> switch seats? You yeah. want to take over? Okay. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on Evolve Your Brand podcast. Today, I have the one and only Tim Yates, founder of The 10 Group and Legal Docs for Less. Tim, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here, my friend. This this place is pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm actually um, pleasantly surprised how nice this place is. So Shane, Steven, yeah. Yeah. guys at Icon, thank you so much. And this is a great setup. Tim, I'm, I'm so happy to have you here. You're looking well, sharp, my man. Well, I, I appreciate that. I'm actually a little insecure right now because this keeps popping up. And as I as I mentioned to you earlier, um, eating a giant breakfast burrito before I pulled into the office here was a bad idea. I would like it's to not, talk. Not a about, good idea. <laughs> I would like to talk about your breakfast burrito. It was massive. It is. It wasn't massive. It was massive. It was, and and it, what was in this breakfast burrito? It, it had bacon, eggs, you know, okay. hash brown. You know, just kind of a traditional, nice like, traditional thing. You know, okay. so it was. Uh, but did it you was, make it? Uh, when to Lourdes across from uh, where I live in, in uh, San Alejo and, and grabbed one. So mm. they got great breakfast. Was it tasty? Burritos. Oh, yeah. It was too good. I ate the whole thing. So. Salsa or not salsa? Oh, salt. Tons of salsa. I'm, okay. It's got to be on fire, man. Like I said, I was, yes. if I'm not sweating, it's not hot enough. But again, to quote the famous Ron Burgundy, milk was a bad choice. That's, oh. how, I, that's how I feel right now is a burrito was a bad choice b- before showing up here. But you know what? I just check this out. I went for it, man, too. Look, no stains, whatever. But I, I got this thing going on here. So I'm a little insecure about I'm it. I'm actually, but, yeah. I, I, I commented on your shirt and you yeah. mentioned. Yeah, I said, uh, you know, I said, my wife picked this out for me. Yeah. And I said. You said, well, of course, you wouldn't have picked that of out course for not. you. I mean, you, you see I, me in, when I, in my regular attire. I don't normally wear this, you know. I put on my finest for you today, though. Thank goodness, <laughs> you know what? You do legal docs for less, better than you do fashion. fashion. So yeah. I never called you fashion books. <laughs> no, no, fashion <laughs> Fashion is definitely not my thing. As a matter of fact, I think when I first started dating Carrie, the first thing she did is she went in my closet and she's like, what is all this stuff? Right. You know, and then, uh, you know, so yeah. It's, but, you know, to me, as I go, it's about comfort. Yes. As I got older, it's right. all about comfort. Looks is still important, but comfort is more important than looks. And yeah. so at least in, in my book, that's well, what's. Well, I wanted you to be comfortable. Yeah. I mean, this is, not, this kind yeah. of, here's the problem. It's actually too comfortable right now. I think I might actually just, you know, just doze off a little bit. This is, uh, you know, so comfortable. I don't know. Why don't we do this? I have a thought. We're going to get the podcast done. We're going to talk about you a little bit, a little bit. Just get just to a know a little, yeah. little Yates background and then talk mm-hmm. about what you do for a living to cool. And then sounds, we're gonna sounds good. Some I got my marketing. notes here too. So when you tell them, I can just read off them saying, hi, my name is Tim Yates. You could do that. I am the founder. Uh, yeah. It's, it's you're an attorney. more natural. It's more you're, you're in the attorney biz. So I would expect you to be bored. It's definitely, so, um, yeah. very dry more humor. up my, you know, but thankfully, you know, I'm, I'm not an attorney because, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm the business side of the business where my, unfortunately, God bless my wife, who's an amazing attorney. Um, attorneys are not always the best business minded folks. Um, but that's why I went to business school so I could be the best business person I could be. And my wife went to law school so she could be the best lawyer she could be and put the, put it all together. And it's a, it's a great fit. 
We're, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. So where, where did your journey begin? Like, where did you, where were you born? How did you, uh, how did you end up where you are in San Diego and beautiful San Alejo, California? Um, I was born in uh, Pasadena and um, lived there till I was about five. And then my, my dad moved our family back to Wisconsin for like three years of hell. Um, and the reason I say that because I was not used to the, the cold weather there. Mm. That, that was a different level of cold. Um, didn't like it there, begged, cried, scratched, everything I could to give us back to California. And thankfully my dad did move us back to, uh, to California when I was going into the third grade. Cool thing about it is that we're here in Escondido and um, this is the city that we first settled in. So when I flew out here, I woke up, I remember my dad picked us up at LAX. I woke up the next morning and I looked outside and I was like, where are we? I just saw palm trees and I was like, thank God, you know, but we were here in Escondido. Um, but you know, my parents, though, um, I mean, thankfully for me, too, they moved us to Carlsbad like three months later. So I grew up in Carlsbad, which is an amazing city, as you know. Right. Um, growing up then, it was even It's very better. inexpensive. It, well, yeah. Well, you know, back then, though, it was crazy. Back then, a, a blue-collar, you know, family, you know, could raise their entire family a block from the beach in Carlsbad back then. Okay, where's back okay. then? When Off I'm a, in a time? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to age myself. Yeah, so age yourself I, okay. a little bit. Um, so we moved uh, into Carlsbad in 1980. Okay. So, you know, yeah. and then I, you know, I did elementary school there, junior high, Carlsbad High School. Um, and it was a great time to grow up. And you were there. a star athlete. Yeah, I was pretty good athlete. Look at you. you. Know, I was, I was pretty good at that, you know. Um, and so, um, but it was great growing up there because everybody knew everybody. The town, the population, I think at the time was like 29,000. The mayor um, was, uh, the mayor of Carlsbad at the time um, was my U.S. history teacher at Carlsbad High, football coach. Everybody knew everybody. Um, it was a, a wonderful community to grow up in. And um, unfortunately, the kids that grown up now don't have that same experience that we did. I mean, right. it was a small town and everybody looked after each other, cared for each other. Um, and, and, you know, and it was affordable and unfortunately it's not anymore. <laughs> Still a great city, but it's, it's, it's not affordable. As a fact, I just saw an article last night saying Carlsbad's the most unaffordable city in San Diego County. So <clears throat> yeah, it is what it is. How do you feel about that? The unaffordability of how you grew up it, it, in Carlsbad. It makes me sad because so? it, just because it, it, there's less opportunities, you know, for, for people that come from like my parents, you know, um, were hardworking blue collar people, you know, and, and their entire goal was to do whatever it took to help me and my brothers go to college and, and get education and, and all those things like that. So they worked very, very hard to ensure that, you know, their kids, you know, could have a better life and, um, and, you know, go to college and all those things, but going to college still doesn't and guarantee a better life. And what we see right now too, here's an interesting thing too. Um, when you look at the medical profession right now in San Diego County, especially the healthcare system, um, there's a doctor shortage, you know, in a lot of areas. Um, and because um, when people are coming out of medical school, you know, they want to move to San Diego. They would love to practice medicine in San Diego. They would love to raise their family in Carlsbad, but they can't even afford it. You know, and yeah. so, so it's tough. It's just, it's just less opportunities for people that don't have all that money to just come into Carlsbad and start buying up properties. I appreciate how you got granular with people's stories because that it really, I mean, you can look at all the data and stats, but that doesn't help share people's stories. What's the biggest, since you talk about parenting, what's the biggest uh, lesson that you took away from your parents and you apply to your parenting approach? You know, I was really blessed. I mean, I, I, I grew up uh, two loving parents and I have two older brothers 
brothers that were the best big brothers you could ever have. You know, they they really looked out for me. They taught me. They they were just they're just great people. And I'm I'm very close to my brothers to this day. And I'm blessed to have that. A lot of people don't have that close knit kind of you know family. And I still do. So I was I was blessed to grow up. And they were my idols. I looked up to them. And they were really great athletes. And and um, so it was just a um, an, a really a great thing to grow up to see that. And um, unfortunately, I, I wish more people could have that opportunity. I definitely, love that. definitely helped me out. You know, I mean, the challenges in life. You know, the things that we all go through. Um, having that family made a big difference in my life. Yeah. Uh, what, what are your brothers' names? Give Grant and that. Kevin. Grant and Kevin. Yeah. So great job, Grant and Kevin, being great older brothers. Yeah. I wish my sons got along. Just throwing that in there, <laughs> guys. If you watch this episode. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, it starts with the oldest, the, the firstborn, they set the tone. Right. So my oldest brother, Luke. Grant, you know, my oldest brother, Grant, you know, set the tone and it just trickled down to me. And, and uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I see a lot of families that that first one sets the wrong tone. It just creates, you know, so if you're the firstborn, I'm the youngest, so I was spoiled <laughs> though. I was spoiled. Absolutely. But if you're the firstborn in any family, it's up to you to set the tone, you know, for, for the whole thing. So you do it right. Everybody falls in line. You do it wrong. Everybody, it's chaos. Okay, who's your oldest? Uh, my brother Grant. No, no, no. Who's oh, my, your, my, your, my son yeah. Colin. Colin. Yeah. Is well, Col how's how's Colin doing on setting? Not good. <laughs> okay. Love him. Love him. I but love him. Love he definitely him. is love not, him. you know, um, you know, but it, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's a process, you know, as kids get older too, you know, it's like, you see the relationships, you know, changing and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, definitely the oldest sets the tone initially, yes. and then it hopefully trickles down from there. That that's uh kudos. I'm going to, I'm going to steal that one and I'm going to have a conversation with, uh, with your oldest. oldest. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Hey, look, man, I learned this on a podcast. I just want to share with you. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, what, what do you enjoy about being there? I'm sorry about being what? What do you enjoy about? Ugh, I can't. Apparently, <laughs> I can speak, folks. So, or I can't tip, hear. Huh? Tip, here's a tip. Yeah. When hosting a podcast, <laughs> it's probably a good idea that you enunciate your questions. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite part about being a parent? You know, just watching the kids grow, you know, watching them evolve into, you know, little first little human beings and little adults and, and having the conversations change, you know, I mean, honestly, it goes, as you know, you're a parent, it goes like that, you know, my, um, like with my daughter, Chloe, for example, you know, she's already in college. And honestly, it seemed like yesterday I was at her fifth grade promotion just like yesterday. Now she's in college. I mean, it just, it just goes like that, you know? So, so for me, I actually, you know, I always looked forward to the kids getting older because I always, you know, envisioned having, um, you know, the relationship evolve with that, you know, becoming more, I'm still the parent and I want to set the tone and set good examples. But at the same time, um, having a friendship with your kids too is, is a pretty awesome thing. So it's fun to see them grow. But at the same time, looking back, um, it, it, it goes by way too quick. And my advice right. to parents is enjoy the, enjoy the early times too, because it doesn't last. And you think though, when you're in the thick of it, you're changing diapers, you're not getting sleep. I mean, you think this is never going to end. This is how it's always going to be. You're going to look back and miss those moments where you could pick up your child and hold them and, and you, you can't do that anymore. You know, so unfortunately it ends too quick. It does. It does too quick. Yeah. Well yeah. said. Well said. Thanks. Look at you. Oh, I know. You belong on a podcast. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> we are on you video. Guys, we are on video, wanna, right? Yeah. Do you want to switch seats? You want to take over? Okay. Yeah. Um, what, uh, <clears throat> books. 
education, like how, what do you, what do you passionate about your, your personal development, personal growth? What mm -hmm. do you do to get better every day so you can make an impact? Well, you know, it's interesting when it comes to books here, here's the thing I learned early on that I need to, um, I like to read history books. I like to read books that, and I got that from my dad, you know, um, you know, learning about World War One to Korea. My dad was drafted and, you know, a lot of my uncles fought in Korea, a lot of family members that were in the army. So like history, military stuff, I was always fascinating to me. And so I started reading a lot of those books. What I realized though, when I started reading like business books, the first business book that I was introduced to was Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. You know? mm. So that was like my first business book. And I remember getting excited. So was, the problem I have though with reading business books is it gets my brain going and I can't right. relax. So if I try to read a business book before bed, I won't go to bed because it gets me all fired up and excited and I start coming up with ideas and I start writing things down and I can't relax. So I realized that if I want to relax and just escape, I'm going to read, um, you know, a, a good book like In Retrospect by Robert McNamara, who was our Secretary of Defense under Kennedy, yes. talking about the Vietnam War. And so I read those kind of books that because they actually relax. <laughs> Reading more books relaxes me. You right. know, my wife thinks I'm crazy because she's like, you watch all these horror, these these movies, you know, on, on war and stuff. And here you are relaxing. And I'm like, I just it just helps me kind of calm down a little bit. So I get it. Um, but when you think about war, the art of war, the art of business, all those things come into place. So it does kind of, you know, coincide with understanding how to, to create better plans and, and understand the mistakes that are made, um, you know, with those. But thankfully in business, most of the time you're talking about, you know, making a mistake, it costs lives. You make a mistake, it can cost you money, right? but it's not costing you lives. So that's, that's a big thing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fascinating that you made a comparison with uh, history and business, because I think, I think war and battle has become business. The business world has, you know, what are your thoughts about how cutthroat it is out there right now? You, you know, and that's the thing. I, honestly, I don't like it, you know, it, from the standpoint of this is I just see, um, and I always think to myself too, you know, I've, I, someone told me too, you know, Tim, you're, you're too nice to be really, really successful in business because you're not cutthroat. And I'm like, I'm stay, I stay true to who I am. You know, and to me, success isn't about, I realized early on too, success wasn't about how much money I made. Success was how I felt. You know, and 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 my journey in business over the last twenty five years, you know, I've I've had some successes and I've had a lot of failures, um, and I realized though that when even when I made the most amount of money, it didn't always mean I was the happiest. In fact, a lot of times, the more money I made, the I was not as happy, um, and so I realized that money wasn't my motivating factor in business. Just like with Think and Grow Rich, it, you know, there's a lot of passages in the book that talked about you know obsession with money. You know, you got to have money. Money, this, da, da, da. but it never got me excited. Money right. doesn't get me excited. Just having a nice, like my stress level now, Oli, is like to me, success now is having my stress level down here, having a nice work balance in my life, feeling like I'm making an impact in people's lives. That's more important to me. Living simple, living clean. And, and to me, that's, that's success. What, what, was the, <clears throat> what was the profound moment? that you had that you came to that realization? Well, you know, in, in 2008, there's a you know, little market crash happened and, you know, what happened? I mean, know it was just a little banking crisis. Was it? Happened. Yeah, I know. Just, just a little blip, you know, nothing, nothing too important, but um, just cutting right to the chase. Um, I actually, I did a Ted talk about this years ago. I was invited. I, I was fortunate enough to do a TED talk about some successes and failures and stuff like that. But just kind of right to the chase. Um, I lost everything in 2008. Uh, 2007, I was in a position where I was doing very well financially with some businesses and had a lot of great things going on. And then really overnight lost it all. I mean, I was wiped out. But you know what? I realized 
I wasn't really that upset. I, I, I like losing materialistic items to me didn't make me upset. What made me upset was more of like I love to build things and create solutions to problems and build business systems and help other businesses become successful. So that was the part that made me sad where I, I wasn't able to work with the businesses that I was working with at the time. Everybody kind of went out of business, you know. Right. Um, and but I realized that the, the money thing wasn't a big deal. I just brushed myself off and realized that if I just continue to focus on things that I'm passionate about, um, income will always happen and you can build it from there so that was a big thing when losing everything made me realize I didn't lose anything actually I gained I learned so much from that experience I also think too it taught me I, I before that I was very afraid of, of of losing I was afraid of of making mistakes you know and I think that was the best thing ever is like you know telling my kids now here's the best advice I could give any young entrepreneur see I can't speak right now either um, is don't be afraid to fail. In fact, fail numerous times because you're going to learn so much more through failure. When you don't fail, if everything goes by smooth in life too, you don't learn anything, you know? And, and, and a lot of times too, when it comes to relationships and things in your life, a lot of times, unless your feet are held to the fire, you don't grow, you don't change. Um, the worst thing that can happen to people is not having any hardships in their life because they don't grow from just having an easy keel life. Everything's just handed to them. Did you just really throw that grenade out there and I, we're going to, we have to transition? I, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. And we have to transition? <laughs> we have to transition? I, You're yeah. just going to. I don't know. It's, you know, yeah. Um, you articulated that beautifully. And I, I think uh, our youth getting challenged and understanding the world is a hard place and, mm -hmm. and not everything is going to, you're not entitled to anything. No one owes you anything. And as an adult, unfortunately, I learned <laughs> we like to learn the hard way, man. How many times do you want to punch yourself in the face? Yeah. So I, I appreciate the insight and, and, you know, giving words of wisdom. I think experience allows you the opportunity to be able to share that knowledge, say, Hey, here's what. Yeah. So I, I mean, messed up and you know, I, better? I, you know, 52 year old Tim could definitely give 22 year old I, Tim some great advice, oh, you know, and I would like to think I would have listened to it and followed it, but I can't guarantee I would have, know. you know, 22 years old is just too young. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you live and learn. That's yeah. why I guess that that's where this phrase came from. Live and learn. Yeah. So Tim, where did your passion come from? So the 10 group, but mainly we're here for legal docs for less. Where, mm -hmm. where did your passion come from? I know Carrie is an attorney. Yeah. So can you kind of talk to us about what your passion and purpose is today and what you're doing to make a difference in the community? So as you know, I've had one foot in the real estate industry and one foot in the legal side of things for 20 plus years. Years, you know, and I've had my real estate license since 1997, but I, I don't think I've sold a home since 1998. <laughs> I oh, never really, yeah, okay. well, so I've had my license, but you know, I've always been involved right. in the real estate industry. I love the real estate industry because of just the entrepreneurial component of it, everybody's small businesses, and I, I love that environment, right? Um, so I worked more on the management side, consulting side of the industry, you know, coaching and those kind of things like that. Um, so I wasn't actively out there doing open houses, I did those, you know, the first couple of years. Um, I kind of did everything that a real estate professional would do because right. I wanted to learn all the ins and outs of it. You know, I figured if I wanted to be in this industry, I want to learn every component of it. So if I end up finding myself in a position of leadership where I'm leading a firm or I'm leading a team or whatever, I want to be able to let them know I understand what they're going through, you know? So, so I've always, and, and then with my wife, Carrie, watching her, you know, build, you know, her legal practice, um, seeing her work with clients, especially on like estate planning was something that I thought was really cool, watching people put together an estate plan and then learning 
learning about what happens when people don't have an estate plan in place, um, seeing what happens to families after they lose loved ones, that's tough enough. But then having to go through what they call the probate process um, was an absolute nightmare. And it actually scared me. And I thought, wow, I, that's a really horrible thing. Um, if I could ever get involved in a business one day where I could help people avoid that, um, that would be something really, really cool. So one thing led to another over the years, and um, I found myself in a position where I had an opportunity to uh, um, become a, a, a certified legal document assistant in LDA, which I could then specialize in like estate planning, um, creating legal documents for, for clients. Um, and, and my vision for the firm has always been a full service legal firm where, um, you know, we could help, you know, clients in all areas of the law. Um, but specifically, I, I loved estate planning because that was something I felt like I could help people avoid things after, you know, before the fact versus when people get into legal trouble, something already happened. So then they need right. advice after the fact. So for me, it was about creating a business model that number one, first created education. I wanted to educate people on what is estate planning? Why did they need a trust? What's the difference between a trust and a will? What is probate? What are all those things? Um, and, and, and then make it affordable. You know, as long as, as long as the cost matches the value. Yeah. That, that, that's how I, uh, how I assess everything. And as long as the cost assesses the value and, and here's the incredible part about you, like every person that, that I've ever connected with you, when, when they meet you, they're always asking, Hey, who's your buddy that does the <laughs> trust thing? And that yeah. really speaks highly of you. So I want to thank you for that because like, I, I'm, I'm better educated to help families. Like the families mm -hmm. I help mean a lot to me. Yeah. So to me, like if I'm going to help them with financing their biggest liability yep. slash asset, I also want them to be protected because they, everybody talks about legacy. It's yeah. all about legacy. It is. So I really, really appreciate all the insight. Now let's jump to what, what, you know, really uh, you, you talked about more education. How are you going to do that? How are you going to get the message out? <clears throat> because for us, we get our message out with this podcast, mm -hmm. with video, with content. How is legal docs for less going to get its message out? It sounds like you guys do organic already. Mm -hmm. So what does the future hold when it comes to branding and marketing? So two things. Right now, the biggest thing that I've been doing over the last couple of years is I love to partner up with the right, uh, you know, real estate professionals, whether they're amazing loan officers like you, uh, amazing real estate agents and brokers out there as well. Um, what I do is I do, um, I team up with them. I make them a co-host and I do 30 minute um, educational webinars where they can invite their farm, they can invite their database, their SOI, and we'll do a 30 minute webinar. People can and log in from anywhere they're comfortable at and learn about trust, wills, probate, um, all those things. So we just, I create a 30 minute educational webinar. It's a perfect amount of time where people don't get bored. They get enough information where they can make some informed decisions. So what it does is it also allows our real estate per, our partners to have a good reason to contact their database to say, look, if I look at my database, the majority of them probably are homeowners that don't have their homes in a trust. What a great reason to call, contact them, invite them to a webinar. So what I've done is I created scripts. I, it's basically plug and play. So my agent partners, all they have to do is show up. I got a little script for them. 
and they don't, I'm not trying to make them estate planning professionals. They're not, right. they're not supposed to do that. They're not supposed to give legal advice or anything like that. We're just giving them information. We're giving information to their, to their clients um, um, that they could a lot of times find online, but we break it down in a way that they understand it and helps them make some decisions. So I do those weekly. Um, I do a lot of those, which I love doing um, either like a 12 to 1230 lunch and learn or a evening one, seven to seven 30. Um, so that's, that's the main way I've been doing this, but I think moving forward, being here, um, seeing what you're doing, what the, you know, these things, um, I want to go into that next realm of saying, Hey, look, I do need to get, uh, more out there in front of a camera and, and microphone and do those kind of things. So it's time to do that. And that's why I think I have to invest in some decent, uh, suits to wear. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, Carrie, she'll love to take you shopping. Yeah. And I wanted to let you know, you do not have a face for radio. Your mom is wrong. <laughs> That's my dad, actually. My dad said Was it your dad? Yeah. Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dad. <laughs> Look at this so, beautiful man. He's yes, awesome. Yes, thank You belong you, thank on the camera. You. So, thank, thank you. The camera yeah. loves me. I love the, the camera. camera loves you. <laughs> the camera loves I, you. I don't know you about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll see. I'll see what this looks like in a replay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're going we're gonna to have yeah. some fun. So, Tim, you crushed it. You crush oh, it. Thank you. I, 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 I can't thank you enough for, especially when it comes to protecting, you know, uh, families. I, I just think homeownership is, is the path that that's where yeah. you really, all of us work hard. COVID helped everybody understand how important homeownership is. And now we're talking about something that actually is like protect, let your voice be heard. Yeah. When you're not here. I think that's the best way I can sum it up. Where can uh, our audience find you? So, and that's, that's a great you know question because, you know, for me outside of just saying, Hey, go to the website, legaldocsforless.com or the 10 group, uh, the 10 live.com, um, you know, we need to make it more accessible right now. Honestly, how it works is I feel my phone buzzing in my pocket right now. And okay. everybody that calls me is a referral, you know, from, from a client or somebody I've worked with. So nobody goes and finds us, you know, on, on the internet or goes and finds us in advertisement, you know, um, which is actually, I, I like that. But at the same time, I realize that we have to do more of that. And I got to team up with the right people in this area with more knowledge like you have in these doing podcasts and getting information out there. So right now, you know, to me, it's, 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 if you know somebody that knows me, you'll get my number. <laughs> yes. So this is one of the places where you can get Tim Yates's number. Um, such a caring person. I really, really appreciate your educational approach to entrepreneurship. It really is about relationships. Um, I, I, I would champion the fact that you get your voice out there, you get your message out there because it is very powerful. It will help people. And like you said, you know, we're, we're the frontline defense for families yeah. on making sure that they understand and are educated about trust and wills because doing the, the money side of it, the last thing you, you want any family that you've helped is to deal with probate. Yeah. It's just a nightmare and no one wants that. So yeah. thank you so much for, for joining us. Tim, you absolutely crushed it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Owen. Before we wrap this up, I'm going to do the 60-second rapid fire. I'm just going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. Coffee <laughs> or tea? Man, I thought- Coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. Coffee, coffee oh, or tea? Dog or cat? Uh, cat. Cat. Okay. Favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. From where? Oh, boy. Probably knockout pizza in Carlsbad. Knockout pizza? And yeah. what do you get? Just a very- 
normal New York style thin crust okay. pepperoni, right. oh, just kind of old crust. school, you know, just a little crunch. Let's go. It's good. And, and what do you what do you have with your what are you drinking? Um, usually a, an ice cold beer. Oh, look at you. I am very okay. traditional. It's good okay. stuff, man. Good stuff. All right. Not good for the calories, but good, good, good for <laughs> not the good, taste Not cool for your figure? Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you, uh, what, what's your favorite sport? Football. Nice. Favorite team? LA Rams. LA Rams. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad you didn't say the. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, what's your favorite book that you've read recently? Hmm. I I just read a book and I'm just drawing. It was on SEAL Team Six. It was a military book. So a member of SEAL Team Six wrote it, and so I'm just I'm trying to blank you, right now. You, on it, but you stuck to your history. I did. I, yeah. Just the hardcore just, going. Just, just a great going. great book. Uh, Netflix. Yes. What do you binge watch? What last thing uh, you binge watch? Suits. Suits. Yes. Yeah, okay, I saw it for the first time. I saw the commercial. It looks so intriguing. I gotta I gotta watch the show. It's a great show. I gotta watch the show. Favorite beach in San Diego? Um, probably Tamarack and Carlsbad. Okay. Yes. And then last but not least, what is one thing everyone in the US needs to know about San Diego that you don't want to share? Hmm. We have horrible Mexican food here. The worst <laughs> the, the worst Mexican food in the country. <laughs> as he has a breakfast burrito in the morning <laughs> amazing the one and only tim yates thank you, thank you so much appreciate having you on the show it's an honor to be here my friend thank you